The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. We, are dis we were discussing the high-risk pregnancy. A woman in Bnei Brak who gave birth at the age of 65 years old. Um, so the, we went from there. We moved on to the question of, um, in general, is pregnancy a danger or not? Um, which Moshe Christine had a fascinating statement. Um, which is uh, discussing whether wh the question that was posed to him was one is one permitted to induce labor um, since that is putting yourself in a dangerous situation that was what the rabbi assumed sending him who was asking the question Rabbi Stern from Miami Beach um, so is is uh, labor in general dangerous uh, or pregnancy in general dangerous so uh, we're in the second, we're going to start, we're up to the second paragraph on the page here. He says like this, Vimi commits If there's such a thing, and this was again written in 1970, Rosha didn't seem to be aware of this concept of inducing labor. So he really thought they were referring to cesarean section. But he says, if there's such a thing, Kasha Shama, that uh, you're mentioning, that I heard from you, even when they give birth uh, vaginally, they, they designate one day for the doctor, where they'll do the procedure, that she'll give birth on that day, even though it's not through surgery, meaning it's not cesarean, by taking some type of medicine, or by giving some type of medicine. Nami Yesh Lesser. So he says, even in that case, um, you sh we should prohibit to induce labor. In Eino Ba'ofin, Shemekashalelet, unless she's in a situation where her labor, uh, where it was the onset of her labor. The Yesh Lishasakana, because there is to the woman danger. Af Sheleka, Taim Shekasafti, even though the above reasons that we discussed are not applicable. Shreino Sechabura, because meaning if you're not doing cesarean, you're not making a wound, you're not cutting her open and you're not doing surgery, you're just um, bringing closer the natural birth through the medicine. That she will give birth naturally. Why should you prohibit it? Number one, he says, it's good for the baby to stay in the womb as long as possible. Until she, until she gives birth herself. That's number one. Number two is, he says, There's a given, there's an assumption from the physicians, that there's no point in the baby stay, um, staying in there. Okay, there's no more point. Then you have uh, the svara of you, the rabbi who's writing it. The question, Because the actual childbirth itself is dangerous, is, um, is dangerous. Um, so therefore, Ein he says. Therefore, you can't put yourself in a situation of danger. Is what we've been talking about all along. If you induce the labor, then you're putting yourself in that situation. Actually, you the, 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 the doctor, the woman, yeah. not to the. Uh, the rabbi's not. To, huh? Yeah, not the fetus doesn't have any obligation. Well, that's from me. That's yeah, why I yeah, yeah. The woman, the same. So you do, she's putting. And now we're not referring to the danger to the fetus as much right. as the danger to the woman. Okay. So he's saying you're inducing labor. Even though it's a natural, um, a natural uh, danger, so to speak. Unless he says the exception would be if the physician says it's dangerous to wait. That means if let's say she 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 has she's low fluids, right? Or she has low fluids, um, <coughs> low amniotic uh, sac fluids, or if the baby's getting too big, okay. So, so now the problem is, so he already said before that labor in itself, you can't say, is dangerous um, because it's a natural occurrence. God wouldn't create the world and have 50% of the population um, be placed in a dangerous situation. Right? Um, so he says, so it can't be that labor is inherently dangerous. That's what he said before. So he's going to explain that discrepancy because now he's saying it is. It's a problem to induce labor. So he says, There's a bigger reason to prohibit this. Besides the, the fact um, that you're taking the baby out of the womb, which that's an issue, by the way. You're right, Shelley, that's an issue with the baby. Saying it's better for, best for the baby itself to stay. Yeah, that's why I asked the, the first one right. about the baby. Right, the second right. One. right. So you're right. So he seems he says, but there's another reason to prohibit it. 
the leda bismana kederach hanashim birthing or labor in the in the proper time in the time in the natural time kederach hanashim lo nechshel sakanakal that's not considered a danger at all why miachashikain barash amizbar this is a fascinating thing he's saying which I principle in all of medical ethics. He's saying, since God created the world, um, that people have to procreate. Part of uh, the world's existence is procreation. Therefore, he surely created has to be for a blessing and not for they can't be dangerous. So that's number one. He says, it's not possible that God would create the world with a situation that's part of normal everyday life that's inherently dangerous. So it's a, it's a big statement. Fascinating statement to say that. Um, you know, he's saying it just out of logic. It's not like basing it on anything. He says, Not only that, there's a positive commandment to give birth to children. And it doesn't make sense that God would be commanding us to do something that places yourself in danger. But Some, all, all the women that died in childbirth. You got this. You got you know, love the end. Alan, um, you delivered a lot of babies. Do you agree with those statements he's making? Um, I mean, it's Rabbi Feinstein. M- most, most, you know, except when it's medically necessary. So you agree that what? The labor inherently is not dangerous? Uh, yeah, yeah, labor is more dangerous than um, I'm saying, but is, is pregnancy. It? But uh, mm-hmm. but when it's when it's medically necessary, like if you got to get the baby out, or the heart rate's going down, or you know it's a diabetic baby, and you would deliver those early because they they die in the last couple of weeks, or if it's post uh, dates of pregnancy and the baby's getting too old, you got to get them out. So okay, so he says he says so below mistaver. It doesn't make sense. Yet civilly kindness for sakana bishvil kiyamase that you're obligated that the commandment is to put yourself in a dangerous situation to fulfill the positive commandment of peruvu appropriation. Befrat he says shanashem ein mechudas and more so he says women technically as we know are not obligated in procreation. Ein mechudas b'asay the peruvu. That it makes sense to say the Torah gave them permission to put themselves in a dangerous situation. One, if you want to make the argument, okay, if you have the mitzvahs, maybe the mitzvah entails some danger. Which that in itself, he's saying, is, is, wouldn't, doesn't make sense. But he's saying more so women are not obligated. So to say that they're not obligated to have children and they're allowed to put themselves in danger, that wouldn't make no sense. We know there's a prohibition to place yourself in danger. It makes sense for men. If they procreate, they're not putting themselves in danger. A, l- a, a lot of times... Uh, <laughs> hey, we could put the other woman in danger. You know, they're talking about deliveries of convenience. Uh-huh. It's convenient to have the babies, you know, to not deliver in the middle of the night. So you induce them during the day. Actually, I saw I saw something about uh, most. You know, I saw most labors are at night. I don't well, know why. Most, most babies are born at night. Well, most labors go for true? more than you know. Is that true? That most I don't know more than twelve hours. So they start at night or start during the day and deliver at night. You know, it's equal. Mm. It's equal. I leave you for the answer. I'll get off easy. Came back. Lunchtime deliveries are good. You go out, deliver the baby, come back and run your office. Except if your socks or underwear get wet. <laughs> then you gotta change. So he says, it takes years to be, that's why a residence show so long. When you're doing a C-section, you gotta learn to have the fluid go the other way to your assistant, not to you. So he gets wet, but you don't. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad we have that on tape. Opinion. <laughs> so uh, he says, so specifically because women are not obligated to say that they can place themselves in sakana, it doesn't make sense. El tzarech lomar, the bold letter. Tzarech lomar, he says, she'ein bezeh sakana kal. You have to say labor is not dangerous at all. Hainu, sheftiach Hashem izbar, God, um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, promised or it has to be that if it's part of nature, it can't be sakan. So now we have I mean, That questions. is just such an amazingly sounding statement. ignorant statement. Why? No, it's beautiful. Why? What do you mean? He's saying a beautiful thing. God wouldn't be. It's a theological statement. Yeah. God couldn't create the world and command you to do something. It's, it's, it's God almost like saying, like, if God created it, how could it be no. dangerous? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is. 
God can't tell you to do something to place yourself in danger. Which, by the way, it's interesting because it's one of the reasons given why women are not commanded in Kuru is because because it's because it is dangerous. That's another reason that you know which country makes this. Yeah. yeah, but that's another opinion. So there's says, so many things in the world. Three reasons. If you give birth, that you 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 say because you made it. So that conflicts with that statement. Yeah, that's no, a good point. So we're gonna have to show you. There are other opinions who say you discuss this response and say it's ridiculous. It is that we know it's dangerous. Women die. He's gonna he's gonna answer it from his perspective. Even but, if they don't die, but he's gonna prove it from women text. Get in trouble. That's a theological thing. I think he's he's saying a beautiful thing. Well, it doesn't logically it couldn't be that Hashem would give you a mitzvah. That puts your life in danger because that goes against everything we know about Jewish medical ethics. Torah says to live by mitzvah. So he created a mitzvah that's placing yourself in danger. That that doesn't make sense. It's a logical statement he's saying. He's not basing it on anything. He's based on pure logic. What he's saying is it can't be that God would have committed. The whole Torah says don't violate any mitzvah not to place your life in danger. And then he's going to command us with this mitzvah that places your life in danger. Doesn't make sense. But here's a theological issue. You place your life in danger, so what? it's dangerous, why? Because you might die. But you're going to die anyway. God created you knowing you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the way life is set still, up. But you're not allowed to foreshorten your life. I understand that, but that's kind of a, a theological problem. That yeah. You don't place your life in danger because you're going to die. You might die sooner than God might want you to die. But you're going to die anyway. Right. So it kind of it raised the whole issue that God doesn't want to put your life in danger, but He's putting your life in danger by virtue of your being born, because you're gonna die. Right. Yeah, but I don't know. If and, and, and if you do a mitzvah, you may die from doing the mitzvah. That's right. And God sending you to God sending you to war. No, so you may no, die. No, you're, not. you're not allowed to do a mitzvah that you're gonna die from. That's exactly his well, point. You're not allowed to do a mitzvah you're gonna die from. It's prohibited. Torah so says, "Don't do the mitzvah if you're going to die from it." And here he's saying, "Torah is telling you do a mitzvah that, that you puts yourself in danger." So it can't doesn't make sense. So he says you it has to be so inherent. From this, from this theologic argument, talk about Avraham and Yitzchak. You're not allowed to do a mitzvah that you're going to die from, but you're allowed to do a mitzvah that kills your son. No, that, well, that over there, God, it was a specific commandment. God told him. So that's a mitzvah. An exception. Yeah, I'm saying that's an exception yeah, to the rule. So that's an exception. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's an exception. Before the Torah was so given, that doesn't it was before actually this. they talk about that. It was before Vachaiba. That's the question. Meaning, so did the, the, was prior to Vachaiba, yeah, it wasn't given. Was there? I saw a beautiful article on this. Prior to Vachaiba, I thought did all did did the, let's say uh, the Avot would they have to endanger their life? Any mitzvah. Because if you don't have the passage of the verse for Chayba, I'm telling you not to violate. But they knew the Torah. They have to do. Then they would have to do. According to Orthodox theology, the Avot knew the Torah. It's called Talmud. According to the Talmud, according to the Talmud, the Avot knew the Torah. Consider don't believe in Talmud. According to the Talmud, the Avot knew the Torah. Yes. So therefore, they, they knew. They knew the commandments. Okay, it's a good. So that's a good argument. So what's the but point? The point is, but over there, you're right. So it was a, it was a big theological question. But God, there's exceptions to the rule. There are many so, exceptions. Okay, so that's the if, point. If that there God are comes and tells you straight out to do this, then it's relevant here because another way of interpreting this is that you can't put your life in danger. Except unless, when you have to. No, except when God tells you to. So yeah. yes. Childbirth is dangerous, but you need to you need to accept that danger right. because God is telling you. So the so the statement he's making is if God it, it, labor can't be dangerous. That's not a very nuanced statement. The statement might be it's dangerous, but you're commanded to accept that danger. Right. Well, he's saying that's what he's saying. He's saying logically it can't be. Yeah, but he's, that's he's not a sophisticated. No, I would say based on logic, that's an erroneous statement. No, there's no one, nothing else Without in the Torah that tells you to put your life in danger. As a matter of well, fact, the Torah says specifically, don't put sure. your life in danger. How about going to war? The Kedah uh, is not in the Torah. It's not a mitzvah of the Torah. The war, war, war is the only exception. Right. Well, that's war. a biggie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a war, and they talk about but it. That's there could be an exception with giving, going into labor, because if you don't go into labor, in some form, shape, or variety. You have no future generations. So, what are you so saying? this made an exception because. Yeah, but, but the question is, if it's an exception, it would have to be a stated exception. Meaning, any other mitzvah, the default is the Torah tells you, don't do it, don't violate and, and sin, 
in order not to put your life in danger. So why wouldn't the same apply to labor? Well, well Abraham I was allowed to say do Other that. rabbis disagree with him too, so it's just yeah. not yeah, let's okay. see what they um, say. My job is to play devil's advocate. Let's see what that's the other rabbis say. Let's get some other We're having a problem with this statement. Okay, so now, the, yeah, if you're having a problem with this one, wait till well, the next one. Well, because it's hard to add. Next most well, of the time, it's, it's not absolute. Possible. We're always balancing one against the other. This would seem like a perfect example to balance. Good morning. To balance, but he's not giving any balance. You're saying it can't be dangerous. Yeah, he's, and I guess that's a man's right too. A woman knows <laughs> it's not dangerous. It's purely a logic. No, he's saying that, but he's, he's not. Saying, meaning I'm saying he's not bringing any scripture. This is an elementary form of logic. It has no sophistication. He's not claiming it has that sophistication. Well, it, unless he's important. All right. Let's see. So let's so go let's on. So now, the ne- if you don't like this statement, wait till you get the next. Says <laughs> Befrat. He says um, <laughs> probably. Um, he says, "Al tzarech lo mishem is a sakana klal." Hayin sheftir Hashem is bar shelo yia b'zeh sakana lom. That it's not possible. There could be inherent danger within a commandment. Umashira shemesos b'shas ledas. And this that we find that women die during childbirth. Obviously, it's um, it's a punishment. All right, we talked about this. Right. Like the Mishnah right. and Shabbos says, which we say every Friday night right. in, in all shuls. Not in all shuls. Not in all shuls. No, no. Conservative shuls wrote it off. It's not in their sitter. Which Mishnah? Delete. It's said every Friday night. It's only in In that Mishnah, it says, it says, this statement, it says, Al Shalosh Averos. Nashim Mesos says on three sins a woman dies the Shasli does during childbirth because of three sins. And I list them. Um, Nerot, Chala, and 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 Nerot, Chala, and oh, Nida, and uh, Nida. 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 Right, so it says three sins that a woman dies in childbirth. So have you checked the? Have you ever had a woman die in your childbirth? No. You see, a woman free of sin. Must have patience and free of sin. Yeah, because they weren't Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is it even Sim Shalom, that prayer? No, uh, they wrote it off. Conservative people I mean, wrote it off. It's definitely the art scroll. Decades sure. ago. Yeah. Oh. It's in the uh, Jarrah, uh, says you're supposed to say the Mishnah between Baruchu and between before Baruchu, between the Chadar right. and Baruchu. Yeah, um, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> terrible. To say it. No, is it terrible that this is in okay, our lore? He's there, he says, who racked the Leda de Bismana. So this is all with a natural birth. Shaz meaning meaning at the right time. That's where you have the guarantee of Hashem. The Briuso for your health will be Tsivui Hasei with the commandment of the of the mitzvah Hasei, Pruvu Shalotistak. Because you have that commandment, clearly it is not going to be dangerous. Well, the onish, the, the punishment is bishvil chet, the etzadas. So he says, what about the other problems we have? As we know, the Torah says that a woman, we all a woman has hard travails and labor. It's because of the because of chava, because of what Eve, because of her sin, that she ate from the apple. Right. So that's the pasuk in the Torah. Can't argue on that one. Right. What do you mean you can't argue on that? It's a fairy tale. That's original sin like the Christians. Yeah, that's what the Torah says. It's a verse in the Torah. If you believe God wrote the Torah, it's pretty uh, straightforward. They need to explain why women suffer so much. So it's a good fairy tale. Humankind. We're struggling. Humankind wrote the Torah. Well, we know know that a a man wrote it. How do we know a man wrote it? Moshe wrote it. Well, he dictated it. So we know at least humankind wrote it. We know the humankind wrote it. I didn't say that. So the Onish So the Torah says very clearly that the sin of travails and labor is because of the of of chava sinning, right? So now the question is: so if that's true, so it's an explicit verse saying that labor is dangerous. So why? How could you? So clearly it's different. So he says no. That. Sin, he says, all the Torah says is rakisurim, the chavli leda. It's only referring to the travails, the labor pains. It doesn't say, and God forbid, not death. It's not saying the woman dies in childbirth. It's just saying, mm. obviously, every woman doesn't die. The Torah is saying the curse of chavli was that a woman so will forever right. have labor pains. Mm-hmm. Okay, up until the epidural. Avol, kishirotzim, lahaktim leda. 
that's a theological problem. Why is that of, theological? Uh, of, uh, of yeah, come on. That's why I didn't let my wife get an open up. You're right. But uh, there's a great video you have to see on Facebook. But this was written right. by a man uh, because they don't six, have like uh, of six uh, of six guys. Sympathetic. They have now yes. attached oh, these electrodes to your stomach and it gives makes you feel what labor pain feels like. And then they this question is to see how much they can go without, and then they have to scream at Padrillo. But they get to the point where they, they keep on increasing it. It's an awesome video. <laughs> every single at least big guys, tough guys, every single one of them ends up screaming at Padrillo. So I hope you were joking that the fact that we have an epidural <laughs> obviates the need for uh, Chava's curse. So th- is that actually a theologic problem that because it says that from now on because of Chava's curse there are going to be pain but in fact snakes. now we avoid the pain? Mm-hmm. Still don't avoid the pain. Speak to women. There's no avoidance of pain. But let's say still you plenty of pain. Let's say you avoid with the epidural without the epidural. There's still pain and labor. Okay. I'm saying well, this is consistent with the uh, uh, the prayer, which is you suffer for your sins. Right. So the idea you die for three sins, you have already been warned you're going to suffer and be given pain for. No, that's different. The original I mean, the, the, sin. No, the pain is things. not. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. He's, that's what he's saying. He's saying this pain. That's uh, from Chava. It's just pain. It's not. Right. Uh, not about dying. No, no, no. But no the idea is a consequence to sin. Yeah, okay. That's right. the death. No, the but he's death. saying you see even from Chavah's sin there's a consequence. In general, but you have a problem with consequence of sin in general. You know that. Because there is, there is not implied. It's explicit. Right. Because yes. you did this, yes. you will now have this. Right. 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 There was, there was no, <laughs> no getting around that one. That's the direct right. consequence of sin. So he goes on to say, Fiza, again, so I'm, uh, where am I? Like four lines up. Fiza, right? going yes. against the theology of Yom Kippur that you get cleansed every year because if you have original sin or the sin of many generations ago and because of that you'll get pain or that's whatever. A, that's explicit that in the term. Is, but that goes against the no, okay, the that's, so we'll talk about that in the camera. But it does. That goes against holding the holding the sons uh, responsible for the father's right, sins. The Torah does say we do do we do do that, whether <laughs> you like it or not. Right. We do that. But you're conflicting because you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a valid point. Conflict. It's a valid point. Very, it's a good you question. You can't question. So, that. so he says, related that God um, guaranteed us in His creation. This punishment of the sin of the Eitzadat, that's only pain and travails of, of labor. God forbid, not death. But if you want to induce the labor, that's going to put it ahead of time, of its natural time. That you need a new guarantee from God that it's not going to kill you. No, exactly. The guarantee from God is for natural labor. But if you're going to induce the labor, he says, you don't have that guarantee. You know the guarantee for what? That you're not going to die. It's not going to be a danger. not going to be a danger. Uh-huh. So if you do anything outside the warranty, the warranty right. is not exactly. valid. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Give me a break. Mele says, Therefore, when by inducing the labor, you're placing yourself in a risky situation, because right. if not for the guarantee of God, it would be dangerous. So now you're, you're now, you're doing it in an unnatural manner, so you don't have Guarantee. Therefore, it's prohibited but to do these procedures. One then we finish the sentence. To induce labor. Unless there's a danger in waiting. So, I mean, if there's a danger in waiting, then of course you're obligated to do. That's the loophole. Well, there's other loopholes. If you have a baby early and they're a breach. There's a danger to both yeah, the so anything, and the of child, course, anything there's no is danger. inducement, but it's a tr- it's not a natural thing. It isn't good. What's not a natural thing? Well, Having a breech baby? Go- it's dangerous. 
and you have an illness, okay, but of course. it's still well, dangerous. We're not saying there's nothing, there, there are no well, situations in pregnancy that, that are dangerous. That it could come up, but uh, we're saying the natural, irregular pregnancy and labor can't be dangerous. That's what we're saying. Well, I'm telling you, it can be dangerous. That's a complicated thing. No, it's just a Exactly. But it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's natural right, delivery and the so woman that, dies without any obvious so that's a good point no so so the way and, and it's a very you might you're not gonna like it but the way it's the gemara the gemara talks about this that if you sin so you, you're right it doesn't mean you're gonna be struck by lightning you don't right. believe it but if you're putting yourself in danger there's nothing to do with labor in all situations right words, if i know that i have sins that are worth that are capital that i you know it's person shouldn't you know i should die for them and I'm putting myself in a dangerous situation, sort of asking for it. Like you're telling God, okay, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go bungee jumping or whatever. I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. Knowing that, you know, you, you're, you're asking for it. So the Gemara says you got to be careful. You're asking for the punishment. Yes, you exactly. You don't put yourself in a dangerous situation when you know that uh, you're, you're on so a lease, your life is on a lease. So That's the so three sins for which women die in Shabbat, not lighting Shabbos candles. Shabbos candles, challah, uh, which means not, yeah, not I mean, surely those things that women have violated sometime before they get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Inadvertently, perhaps. No, it's, uh, again, we don't know why someone's punished. We don't know why someone's not punished. We don't know. We don't but that, but that understand that. Quite a, probably that mission is saying, you know, this could be a cause for could death. Be could be. Could be. Could be is. Uh, well, but like carry your thought forward. That suppose a woman says, you know, damn, I, was, I got caught in the plane. I missed lighting Shabbos candles. I'm screwed. Yeah, don't get but pregnant. How about don't that? Get, exactly. Can a woman say, now I'm not going to get pregnant? It's, it's a good how about the women, women who uh, you know, never uh, follow that, the Jewish women who just don't follow that, and they live? But they may not even know they're sinning. They may not even be aware they're sinning. That's a Tzinok Shanishba. Yeah. So let's see the last paragraph before you, before you throw me out of here. <laughs> Before you kill me. I mean, this whole thing is silliness. It's I don't know it's silliness, but it's, it's problematic. Okay, well, that's another plus, way of plus saying Plus, Moshe Feinstein is dead, so we can't come after him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's we'll see. People dead. argue. We'll see. People he's argue. He's still dead. Mashikasav, um, Kavod, whatever, whatever that abbreviation stands for. Raya, he brings a proof. So this is a very interesting question. Um, the guy, the rabbi from Miami Beach, I wonder if he's, the truth is, maybe we can find him. Oh. That would be interesting. This guy, Tovia Stern, the guy who wrote the question to Ramosha. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's still alive. I'm going to text my nephew in Miami. I'm going to text him right now. In, he lives in Miami. What's the guy's name? Rabbi Tovia Stern. T-O-V-I-H, you think? Is he Jewish? <laughs> it's like Winkler. Let me see. Is there a Rabbi Tovia? Maybe we can get him on the line. Is there a Rabbi? Why would you want to get him on the line? This, he believes this stuff. To hear, to understand what Ramosh is saying better. But again, it's a he. Of course it's a he. What is this, new? No, but, but they're talking about a her Oops. thing. Of course. So. Women were irrelevant. <laughs> so. What's your point? Most, most of the advances in the... Uh, I mean, I, I, I am very relevant. Most of the advances in gynecological science... Not when this me. was written. <laughs> so well, you I mean, had an interesting question like this. Um, meaning, if inducing... The rabbi told part of his question to emotion was, if inducing labor is permitted, listen to this, um, he says, then you would have to... Why wouldn't we obligate someone to induce labor not to have the baby on Shabbos, not to violate Shabbat? Right. That's his question to Ramosh, meaning, uh, no, this is proof. I'll bring you a proof that inducing labor has to be prohibited because if it was permitted, then we would obligate people to do it in order not to have to go to the hospital on Shabbat. Because if you have a way to get out of violating Shabbat, yeah. so why wouldn't we require that? that but how would you be violating Shabbat by having a baby on, on no. the doctor? Has to go to the Someone has to get in a car. So my nephew just wrote back, he said, now or was? Is he still alive? 
He's still alive now. Still alive. Seems like everything associated with babies is irrelevant for Shabbat. Right. Shabbat, Shabbat is well, irrelevant. You, you, you do a brisk on Shabbat. Is, if, but that's, that's part of his thing. question. But why don't we? So why not? Um, I, you know, have the baby early in order not. You're not placing a life in danger by having yeah. a baby on Shabbat. Yeah. No, what I'm saying, if, if, if you have a way not to violate Shabbat, let's say I can go to my, have my surgery on Friday morning or have it on Saturday morning, I'm obligated to have it on no, Friday. No, but you're balancing. So the same thing, yeah, I can have my, my labor. But you're balancing I can, doing something unnatural to delivery, oh, which yeah. is speeding it up, which creates a danger okay, to life. Let's see, that's yeah. probably what's and, and the offset is a doctor has to violate Shabbat. Well, but but right. Brit Bin Laden doesn't violate Shabbat. Well, we talk about, they talk about that. What happens if you induce labor? Do you do the Brit Mila on Shabbat? Because a cesarean baby, we don't do Brit Mila, even if it's eight right. days later, we don't do it on Shabbat. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, they, so someone asked that question, what about if you induce wow. labor, do you do this? I don't know that. I don't know why. I'm not sure why. Look at this. He says like this. Look at the last paragraph. Mashakasa. See my nephew's answer. The one I'm thinking about died many years ago. Still dead. <laughs> Still dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, we send our regards. Okay. Be right um, back. He died in labor. We, does that mean we can't ask? <laughs> right. He died in labor. Depends how dead he is. Is he mostly dead? <laughs> is he, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so he God, says like this. Um, he says, Amashi Kasev, Kvotoroso, Raya. The proof that so would be permitted to do these procedures to to induce labor. Why wouldn't you be obligated to do it? Because now you're, you're you're saving two things. Not only first of all, if the kids born on Shabbat, you can have right. a violation of Shabbat on Shabbat and the, and the Brit Mila. So why wouldn't I be obligated to do that? So he says, Moshe says, according to my humble opinion, ain't a riot. It's not a proof at all. The Vadship is Managamar. First of all, the Harbor Meashan Machakach. He says, first of all, in the times of the Talmud, and for many years afterwards, Loha Yashaych Tabulas, they couldn't do this stuff. They led this Latisha and led us because it basically, if you had a preemie, if your baby was early, the baby would die. You know, it Except in the last. seventh month. Right. So you can't give birth um, impartially, meaning with those times. And the baby would have died if they would have done this. That's number one. Even after the nature has changed. And now they can have preemies and they still live. As the Raman Shachanach states. If there was procedures, and if they had these available to them, they would have been able to do them. Because the baby wouldn't be a stillborn. Once she's in the ninth month. He says the Torah doesn't obligate you to do um, to uh, do procedures against nature. He says the Torah you know, requires you to live a, live a normal life. We don't tell you to do things. So I might come to Shabbat, childbirth, so therefore I'm going to do something now, which Minato. So there's no such obligation. We don't find any type of obligation like that in the Torah, in any situation, to prevent. You know, if if you're in a situation where it's life-threatening, because of course you have a violent Shabbat, we don't say we'll try to prevent it. And although it's interesting, we do. I mean, like we said about going on a ship, not supposed to leave on a ship overseas on a Friday. You know, the f- except the first three days of the week, because it would surely come. So, there's, but that's rabbinical, and not biblical. So, so I don't know. He doesn't quote that. But he says so. He says this is relevant to many things. But the, the halach is clear, as I stated before, that again, you could only induce labor in situations where there's a medical necessity. Okay, so that's that. So the. So the one well, thing. he makes that statement at the end of the day, it's really balancing one thing. Right, so why didn't he say your answer? It's a good question. Why didn't he say your answer, which is um, you can't, you're placing, you're, you're balancing, you're mm-hmm. placing yourself in danger. It's a good question. I don't know why. Shelly's saying it's prohibited to do it not to vouch about because you're just placing yourself in danger. So you're not gaining. Right. That's a good point. You lost my notes again. Why didn't they talk to us before they wrote these? I know, really. They it would help them. <laughs> it would help them a lot. <laughs> Okay, so I mean, this, this is just terrible, you know that. This is terrible. Oh, 
Like, what, 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 he's not like, you always say which part is about the, the bottom line of the or which part is bottom line? I don't know, I think a lot of it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of this bothers me, yeah. Thousands of years when women got life. pregnant, they knew it was, a, you know, it was a they dangerous. Knew it was dangerous. Women die in childbirth. Women, yeah. they, but there they are very up. few women who don't I'm, know now, but there are. I had a sister-in-law who thought you get pregnant and you have a baby. I knew different because, of course, I lost my first one. Yeah, but, but, but years ago, you know, Women, uh, people saw uh, their mothers, their sisters, you know, die in childbirth. It was a common occurrence. Also, theologically, I mean, the statement that um, it can't be dangerous, there is some internal consistency to that because not everybody gets pregnant. You know, people try to get pregnant, don't get pregnant. So presumably God plays a hand in that as well. Uh, You don't think of it as protecting those people from some future catastrophe, but... Uh, the idea being, it's not dangerous, and maybe if it is dangerous, God doesn't let you get pregnant. Well, you know, it's an amazing thing. I was sudden child about two things. One is situations where many, where I mean, science says that many to where there's a where woman miscarries is because the baby had a defect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's clearly there's a prevention system, right? Exactly. Built into childbirth, whether you want to say it's God or whoever it is. Which is so the fastest yeah, evolution, or whatever you want to say. Miscarry. Right, I'm saying the woman who is dangerous for many times well, can't get pregnant if she has some type mm-hmm. of disease where the pregnancy went dangerous. Many, most times, naturally, they can't get pregnant. It's an amazing thing. And many times, the baby, she, what, she miscarries. Almost, I mean, I don't know. Or How, her husband yeah. shooting blanks. That could be true. No, there could be genetic. Right, but the point problems. is, you, miscarriages, yeah. I don't know numbers, I'm not, uh, but I just know from anecdotally, many times the baby had issues. Right. Um, that's why this guy is a fascinating built-in prevention. But I have an issue or if protection. they are yeah. still, and he told me to talk to you about it, if Orthodox women are still being taught that it's because you created a sin that you could die when you're pregnant. And hopefully they're not teaching that anymore. Of course they are. Of course. Well, they we don't delete right. missionaries. We don't delete the they are, they yeah, are the teaching women right to have mental issues, them or their husbands or whatever, because they will. Things do happen in pregnancy that are unexpected. Oh, well, if they die, then we're, talking about, we're not talking about uh, miscarriage or that. Right, they don't have, right, they, they don't have the issues. issues. But the child. The only thing the they're teaching is this mission. They blame the mother for the rest of their life. The mother's dead. They in this situation, we're talking about the mother dies. It's a guilt yes. trip on the child, but. But the child, well, the child lives, and the father the right. died. Might the mother died because got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, and that will create major better than mental the issues for the child and for the father, maybe for the rest of their life. Could it's be. a terrible but You're right. Sin is a terrible thing. No. I agree. But the issue could be there, the mission is there to tell you not to sin. But it doesn't say, it doesn't say if you do these sins, you will no, die. It doesn't say, it it doesn't say if you don't sin, that you won't die. Right. It says, but, here's an explanation if you did die. Right. right. Listen, I, I think well, this is a whole, this is a whole, yes, so that's a very important concept. Course. Meaning, meaning it's, it's the, the, so you, so you, the question is, should we teach about reward and punishment in Judaism? Exactly. Do we believe that's in the concept of reward exactly. and punishment? This is that's, so this is a, a major debate no. for, uh, so you're right, in the last 50 years, there's been people who said not, but for the last 2,000, <laughs> since there's no Jewish philosopher that I'm aware of in the last 3,000 years that doesn't believe in the concept things. of reward and punishment within Judaism. So the question is, do we erase, or do we do we argue on the Rambam and every other Jewish philosopher that ever existed? And just because this new guy, Artson, or, or the other guy from Payment Suffering, if a mother dies in childbirth, why do uh, bad things happen? Do we just delete Kushner? Kushner. Do we change everything? Maybe yes. Listen, it's her fault. Even within that mission, I think that's bad. In sin in general, 
It doesn't presuppose. Religion is bad. I agree. It doesn't presuppose that man understands. It doesn't presuppose that man understands exactly how God meets out punishment. No, of course not. We can never understand. Ramam says that explicitly. We have no idea anything about this stuff. We could only know. I mean, listen, what Chazal told us, but he says we don't. We can't ever judge. We have no idea why. That's what he says explicitly. Yes, you are judging. Can't judge you. You can never you're judge. Judging. You're making no one's judgments. God forbid. Well, but that's, may, no judgment. but that's kind of an important point because you have a mission which says if a woman dies of childbirth, it's because of one of these three sins. It is sort of judgmental. It's but on the other, it definitely but on the, is. On judgmental. the other hand, you're saying that you can't really say that about yes. that woman. She. Died we have no right to say that. We have no right to say why we anyone died. We can think it. We just can't say it. No, we can't. But I mean, he says he's teaching it. Of course, it's in our davening. It's, it's in the Talmud. Yeah, you can't you can't delete and things just because you don't like them. Presumably, God told Moses. You this. can't delete things just right. because you don't like them. It doesn't, the religion doesn't work like that. That's uh, there are other religions that work. Like that. I mean, I think you can see that inherent conflict when the mission says this directly, and yet you can't judge somebody. Yes, we... we that well, it doesn't say that. That's, that, that, that's yeah. Welcome to religion, right? <laughs> it doesn't say that it's because of sin. It says that's one of the explanations. It's no, it says it's the explanation. No, it's, no, it said it's one of the explanations. It's, it's well, a that's, possible Well, that's cause. a modern twist, but the reality is it says that this is the reason. Yeah. Well, uh, the exact language is Al-Shalosh Averos Nashim Mesos. Right. There are three sins that... You couldn't put in the word can cause can that cause. or, no, or cause. The they could be a cause, but not necessarily the so cause. You can do it. You can say Listen, whatever if you, you want. smoke three packs a day, maybe that's what you do. I mean, I, there's a lot of reasons a woman could die in child. Doesn't say that here. No, I'm saying for sin as a, as appropriating sin to the cause. As there's no other factors. Right, meaning it doesn't mean that if someone if she walks in front of a truck, she it's because she it's because she <laughs> didn't light her candles. What do you mean? That's why she walked in front of the Yes! Truck. She was so upset. Hey, so f- a few things. One is, so, the, so before we get to the argument on this... So, I mean, just to follow that, if, if a doctor screws up in a delivery and the woman dies because of a doctor's screw-up... Yes, yeah, so that's the same thing we discussed before you came. That's we right. built up the city of Houston and we flood because there's, there's you know, four, 60 square miles of cement without any right. grass. We don't build parks and, and retention, you know, don't blame that on God. No, so okay, just because the doctor's incompetent, then that's no, not No, presumably God. he's incompetent. She gets him as a doctor because she sinned. Right. Uh, possibly. It's obvious. Of course well, she did. I, but, you that's know, you see the inherent problem there. That or she had a bomb. That saves the man. I wonder Obamacare. if it'll hold up in court. But she had to get Obamacare because she didn't take challah. <laughs> because she didn't take challah, she ended up with a bad doctor. That's why Obama died. came into power. <laughs> because uh, it's all women's fault. It's women's fault. Women voted for him, actually. See, so there Mostly you go. Women 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 women. So that, that closed that circle. Right. It's all <laughs> women's fault. Okay, now. Perfect. Let's Don't move on. Better now? Yeah, welcome. Um, so two things. One is interesting here. <laughs> Let's Not say this, like, this is nice for you. It says like this. Um, someone says here, he quotes from a, there's a book called, there's a safer contemporary book called Torah Teoledet. Torah of the of childbirth. Birther, childbirth yes. So it says, he discusses it here. He says that, first of all, if it's a high-risk pregnancy, the doctor's leaving town, even if he's going on a cruise, on vacation, no other doctor of equal competence is around, you can then and uh, you can induce of course mm-hmm. okay so, and then he says if she, more than that he says if, if she just no other birth, doctor right? no of equal, equal confidence, confidence. I mean, okay. let's say you have a high risk pregnancy right. and your high risk doctor is mm-hmm. leaving town and you're going to get so some resident goes up if he's to deliver so you against balance in one risk right meaning you, you're going to get some resident to deliver of course you can do right he says if she, if she just prefers a certain doctor which by the way in the most of the cases with the doctor leaving July 4th weekend or whatever it is that's who you're going to get. If you go into labor <laughs> July 4th weekend, you're going to get some resident. Duh. So, <laughs> so you want to induce. No, so the doctor tells you he's going out of town July 4th. You do want to induce. Okay, that's number one. Number two is, if she just prefers a certain doctor, um, so he says, he makes it interesting, he's discussing that also about doing it on Shabbos. And for some reason he says you can't do it on Shabbos, being to induce specifically, but you may do it during the week. He brings proof from the fact that you can go on a boat for Parnassa, even though uh, even though you're placing yourself in danger, because of you, what's called there's a concept called yishavadat, which means you know just especially for patients. So we discussed this in the past. It's very important when you're treating an illness that the patient's mindset 
is almost as important in treatment as not. So if this woman likes this doctor for whatever reason, and she says, I only want this doctor, so that could be sufficient enough to induce labor if right. the doctor's leaving town. So even if it's not a medical, right, quote unquote, medical uh, right. purpose, We're on board but the with fact that, that one. so that, so basically, according to this, I mean, you're surely it's giving a, you know, a carp, I mean, a, you know, it's, it's giving a, a lot local. more space, yeah, to do it. I don't know if everyone agrees with him. I mean, I've, I've called and asked questions for people. People have called me about inducing labor. So again, they, what they say, with the, what I tell them is if there has to be a medical purpose to it, as long as there's a medical purpose, it's fine. The doctor says there's a medical need to induce, then you can. Um, even on Shabbos. Yeah, yeah there's a medical, there's a medical need, need for sure. Yeah. Um, he says, and he brings another thing, he says the doctor's very tired and won't be able to help later. I mean, he, you know, let's say he's on his third shift, uh, you know, 24 hour shift. You know, he has to go up to go to sleep. So the question can you induce for that? So he's, this guy says yes. Well, that's interesting. You know, there's a, the whole. The whole residency training has been uh, shifted because of that one statement. Yeah. It's interesting that they comment on that because, you know, the the a woman named Libby Zions died because uh, something happened in the middle of the night that a residency yeah. or the yeah. doctor didn't come in, and the argument was the resident was too tired, and therefore residents can't work as many hours they once did. <coughs> now, there's no proof of that statement. None. That having a tired doctor that knows you is better than having a fresh doctor who doesn't know you. This what do you say? I'm saying, what, is, what does the medical community say about it? It depends who you ask. People of my generation would say, give me the tired doctor who yeah. knows me anytime. Because there's so, much there's so much information that's not transferred between doctors, it's not in the chart, that you just know. And not only that, you don't know which piece of information is going to be vital at any moment. <coughs> it's like it's like a game of telephone. No, it's fine. It's like a game of telephone. You pass along information in telephone. By the time you get to the end of the line, it, the story is completely forgotten. So the more shift changes you have, the less likely you are to get accurate information. So all the doctors who used to work, you know, whatever, 48 hours in a row without sleep. I mean, that that's just the way we did it now. Ron, maybe others who grow up where you had a 16-hour shift, they no, may say, no, it's a much better hour. I don't I really know. I worked 36 hours straight. Yeah, I did that, too. Well, we all did that. Th I was part of the old school. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm giving you some credit for being young. Don't give me credit. <laughs> I used to have to work 60-hour shifts or more. Six, uh, now, that's six a little absurd. We were on every other day, which meant two nights in a row. We had five nights one week and two um, nights the other. Uh, on five nights, I mean, I'd get there Monday morning. wouldn't leave till Wednesday evening. Uh, that, that's a little. It was. That's for cock. I was young then. I didn't do that. Well, now nobody knows really what's going on with the patient because they're, they're doing everything, putting it all right. electronically. They can't have of what but that they're, really, they're putting stuff that you don't have, and they're putting stuff that you do, who, who and that missing opinion? all the stuff that you have. Who made that opinion? And they, they're not that is this book called Torah Tehillah. It's like so everyone uses it in Israel today. Right. It's, like a, it's a whole safer just on childbirth. All the laws of the halachas of childbirth. That's kind of an interesting to. one because the ramifications are pretty important if your doctor is quote tired right. mm -hmm. what first of all what doctor isn't tired when you get right down right. there is what we almost over one of this, this is one fascinating thing he says here dermatologists don't get tired <laughs> Sure they um, do. Uh, no, they don't. Well, they don't. Maybe have lack of sleep, but they can get tired just it, like the, everybody else. It's uh, from their vacations. By the way, what's interesting is this, this guy brings a bunch of stuff from even past generations. Arizal had a, what's called a kamea, some kind of a, how do you translate kamea? You know, that you hang on your neck, like one of these, an amulet. Garlic. That, yeah. Uh, right, that for women to have, to have an early labor. Um, if a woman wanted to, you would give them this uh, stuff, heebie-jeebie stuff. And he brings here, listen to this, from the stipler. You like this one now. Tell me if you ever heard of this one. The stipler was asked about um, a woman who's a week overdue, the, um, inducing labor. So he says he, he gave her, this is a big rabbi in Israel, no longer alive, a natural way of inducing labor, which is, he says, what I was quoting him, he says, rub, rubbing her nipples 10 minutes for 10 minutes. He says he... 
not he performed it, but he's given this, this to ten women to induce to to uh, induce. So this guy is just a, right. a, a yeah. like a pervert. Yeah. No, 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 he's not no, doing no. it. Who he's did? telling them what to do. He's telling them. It's, it's how do you know? It stimulates yeah, he says, yeah, ten women tried it and it worked for nine of them. He said, well, he says the tenth probably didn't know how to do it properly. So mm. <laughs> that's what he says. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, I, I know that the uh, nipple stimulation does induce labor. See that? Look at that. The rabbi and Alan are on the same page. Anyway, so, so, but there is, by the way, so there is a whole tshuva here, which we're not going to do. Some second topic. Um, there's a three-page tshuva from uh, this guy called uh, Mishnah Alachal, who's a contemporary of Moshe Feinstein. There's six pages on this topic, and he says, he argues on Moshe, he says, he brings numerous proof texts from the Talmud that labor is inherently dangerous. So is? Does, is inherently dangerous. He doesn't know how Ramosha gets off saying. Not dangerous. It's, we know... These are our compadres. These are people yeah. on our side of the argument. Yes. Actually, it's more dangerous to go through labor than to have a first term induced abortion. Well, that's not yeah. surprising. So, uh, so anyway, so there is someone to this guy. His name is Menasha Klein. Even discounting the, the teenage work. years. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, I heartily recommend this movie. Sorry, I recommend you all before. Yeah. Which movie? Hysteria. Oh, it's about the guy who oh, I saw that. the vibrator. Yeah. Earlier you told us about this. But right, but you need it. to watch it. It's the view of women, how this guy, yeah. it, it reminds me of this rubbing the nipple stuff, that they thought women were hysterical, and the way you, were, you relieved it is with... To give them an orgasm. Give them an orgasm, basically. Yeah. So you had male doctors inducing orgasms in women to relieve their hysteria and the women were lining up all over the place to go visit these doctors. Yeah, and one guy uh, developed the cramps right. in his arms Carpal tunnel and kept soaking them in an abortion. Because he was doing this so much. That's right. But, I mean, if you want to say about how they viewed women in the uh, 19th century, right? this is a great movie. It's funny, too. Hysteria, yeah. it's called. Hysteria. It's serious and funny. Is this so a for a 14-year-old uh, boy? Thank you.